And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 23 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian and real dandy who wears sunscreen all the time like he's the dang king of England or something. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer who's been practicing social distancing her whole life against fancy card shufflers. It's Wendy Molyneux. Cone Zone is here to accept the nomination as president of the United Cutie Pies of America. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, we'll have the good times never end. Allison Rosen, do we need to dance again? Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little windmill cookies. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Eva Kassbaum. And she wondered, are they really good? Or does she just remember them as being good? And I said, I will weigh in. And then I Googled them. And I'm like, I don't actually think I've ever had these cookies but I would like to try them. Anyway, uh, I'm on Patreon. Lots of fun stuff on Patreon. If you go to Patreon, you can see the fact that I now have a new backdrop. It is faux wood. It is an homage or a homage homage to it, this being a pod cabin, but I don't really like it because it's really dark and my hair is dark. So you can see that I'm essentially just a floating face. Um, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. I'm very excited to welcome my guests. First, just a little bit of business. Um, Greg Fitzsimmons and I are going to be doing Childish live. We're going to stream it live as we record it on Thursday. So as you hear this, Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. So come watch us record it live. Watch all the mistakes we make. Uh, and you can do that by going to youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. If you subscribe and hit the bell, I'm not sure if you have to hit the bell, but do for good measure. But if you subscribe, then you will get an alert the second we go live. Okay. I'd like to say hello to everyone. Wendy Molino. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Hello. How's it going? You know, just uh, existing in isolation pretty much still, but fine. Knock wood. Knock wood. Fine. I see two things. You know what? I'm going to bring in the guests and then I'm going to make my my incisive observations. Okay. David Huntsberger, I know earlier you complained that you were sweaty, but you look good to me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I I feel less sweaty. I have a fan on me now, so hopefully I'll simmer down a little. Okay. Now, I know that you have had a day, so we will get into that after we get into my two observations about Wendy. That's what I call a tease. Tony Thaxton, hello. Hello. I'm going to try not to melt. I also have a fan on me, but uh, yeah, I don't have central air. I guess I have a window unit, and I turned it off for the show, and it's going to get pretty gross in here, I think. It is... um, very, very, very hot in LA, which is where all of us are. I don't know where how it is where you are listening. If you're in the Antelope Valley, it's 130, but it's um like 103, 106 out here. So yeah. <clears throat> it just adds to the feeling that we are hurtling toward the apocalypse for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know that one thing we could kind of still do going outside? Well, now you don't want to at all. So yeah, fun. Yes. Now, Tony, you have changed your backdrop. Are you competing with me? Uh, this is totally coincidental. 
It, uh, to be fair, this is uh, this is what it used to be. I kind of I just got bored and I moved some stuff around again. So it might mm. it might go back to the other way soon, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll I had see. no idea you had a new backdrop until uh, until I clicked the link today. Yeah, but I still feel like you might be competing with me. Um, we'll, we'll talk off air. <laughs> okay, so Tony, can you play something to indicate? Here it comes. Do do do. Mm-hmm. Tony Thaxton. You're not My. just gonna play that every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My observations. Number one, Wendy, you're still going with the minimalist look I see. I have not purchased furniture for our bedroom, except for the bed. Do you know why? Because you don't want to go to a furniture store and you don't want people to come into your house? That's one reason. But the other reason is we were in a very small house with four children and a lot of pets for a long time with just like, I felt like at any time I could just be buried under clutter and suffocate to death and no one would ever find me. And I just (laughs) like the feeling that there's nothing in this room. I love it so much that part of me, I know I'm going to get a chair for right behind me and some, a bookshelf for over there. But I don't want it right now. Like, I just enjoy the feeling of nothingness around me because I was so cluttered for so long. I think we started talking about that a little bit the last time you both were on, on an episode that everyone loves and loved. Um, (laughs) That feeling of like when you're all packed up and you've just moved into a place before you unload everything. It's like, ah, it's so peaceful. Yeah. In our old bedroom, how small it was, was there was literally only room for a bed. So that's all we have for this room. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to live this way with a little space around me for a while. There's furniture in other parts of the house, but I like to be in here and feel like there's nothing in here. It's like, Um, maybe that's what, if you have a personalized heaven, mine will just be completely empty with just me sitting there. (laughs) <laughs> that might be it that might be all i get that's fine you don't want any of your friends there no eventually but maybe just for a while you just are on yeah. your own Half i want my eternity. kids i want my kids there oh, not not right away it. now they're welcome i want them to live a long life and then join me yeah but yeah no i do want to see my friends but i would like my own space in heaven if anyone's listening i'm not religious so this is all completely I don't know what it just sounds like you said your ideal afterlife involves none of the people you (laughs) currently know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there could be some other good people up there to me. Like you should feel it out. Yeah, just see. Like I don't know. Because when you said it, I what I didn't say was, but what I was thinking is, oh, so you don't you're not looking for any like particular reunion or anything up there? Because most people, I think, upon going to heaven, it's like, oh, I get to be reunited with my first pet that died or like with this or with that. But you're, right. But you do just, you want to be with them all the time? That's the question. Like you want to see someone that went before you, but do you want them to be your roommate? Like, are we <laughs> supposing that in heaven you have to live in a small house with everyone you ever knew? No, you're right. You should have, you should be able to come and go, come and go as you please. Like when people, you, have, moved- you literally have eternity to see each other then. Right. So it'd be right. a lot to live in like a small apartment. I would say it's not heaven unless you happen to like being in a small space with everyone you ever knew in an enclosure. So you sleep and you escape elements in heaven. So there's rain and things like that. Why do you need to be in indoors of any? I'm just assuming. I don't know what's what's going on up there. No one's told me anything. So (laughs) if you do get a house or a domicile, 
then maybe you want to have it, you know, pretty spacious and just mm-hmm. like the few people you want to live with there, not like everyone you ever knew. You just have your questions prioritized so that when you show up and they're like, you have any questions about it? And you're like, where yeah. can I go be alone? Yeah. That's it? D- yeah. Do, do I have alone time up here? Uh-huh. Or it, did whoever made heaven think it was great to always be around other people? Because that's going to be a problem that- for a lot of people. Yeah, presumably they made heaven just to have people around them. So it could be like a mixer that you're getting into. For life, for eternity. (laughs) And this time life is eternity and it's a crowded party. Mm -hmm. Nobody's thought about that, whether you want to go then. Yeah. Wendy, do you, so Wendy and I both went to Pomona College and uh, in your application, or I forget, I don't know if it's, it must be separate from that, but um, you fill out a like questionnaire and you talk about yourself and via this thing you turn in, they match you with someone who will be your roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't have roommates. And I remember being told if you request not to have a roommate, then they will give you a roommate, which I feel like that's probably not true. Like, I feel like they actually probably tried. I, I feel like that was bad advice. But anyway, I had a roommate and she was like a lovely person, but we were very different and very mismatched. And I remember at the end of the year, our sponsors, you're put into these little, these like pods of other freshmen Mm -hmm. that are on your hall with two sophomores Mm -hmm. who are like your, to, it's like a little family. Those are called your sponsor groups. And our sponsors read um, our roommate things at the very end of the year. And I sort of got a sense of like how they matched us. And I don't, I, I was, I'm still bad at like writing a bio. Like if someone says me to ask me to send a bio or send something about your podcast, I always feel like I'm a writer and I can't, I can't, I'm not good at writing about myself. It was never more on display than this thing that I had written about myself that they used to match me with someone who was very much not like me. Like that's how much whatever I wrote didn't represent me well. Wendy, did you feel like yours represented you well? Did they nail it right? The reason I'm asking is because I was thinking like, what if on your way to heaven, you need to fill out something like for room draw? Yeah. Well, so you know, know who you I with. was paired. Well, when I tell you who I was paired with, then you'll know what the answer is, which is I was paired with Caroline. Oh, one of your best friends. Yes. Homie so for life. You did a still good job. In, still in good touch. I think she's a perfect person. Um, I don't, and I don't say that lately. So yeah, they did. I don't know how the two of us, I will say, I think we're both introverted. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that was a good, but I think it's accidental. I think they accidentally paired me with the perfect person for me. And that was just a pure accident. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that like really like our applications were so matched that they knew or something like, or that we wrote about ourselves so well. I think it was like a happy coincidence. I think that my roommate and I both came off as like, what wacky eccentric gals they are. Oh. I'm, like, I'm truthfully, I, I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how wacky and eccentric I truly am. I just remember instead of writing it straightforward, I had a section that was like likes and then dislikes. And my likes were like Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains. And I forget who else. <laughs> and then my, di- I forget what my dislikes were, but it was like uh, something stupid. And I remember hers was like, she likes to spontaneously break into musicals. 
anyway, long. It, it, this is a, this is a, a long way of saying um, I don't know what I was saying. Now, my second observation heaven. about we Wendy. Yes. Yeah. You are wearing a shirt that has thumb holes. Mm-hmm. And you have your thumbs in the holes. Yeah. Whenever I see shirts like that, I'm like, I would feel so cozy if I had my fingers through thumb holes. And then I actually own two shirts, and I I always find myself de-thumbing. Oh, I'm a hundred percent thumbs. Do you feel cozy? Very good. Very secure. It's the same way I like to have a hood on. Like the more I can yeah. be, like, again, like, yeah, here we go. I'm alone in here. I'm alone <laughs> in this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no one's getting in. Uh, yeah, I think that's just, yeah, we're finding out. Maybe I should rewrite my roommate application now that I know this about myself. Right. I'll go back Although, to school. I'm going to Adam Sandler it and go back <laughs> and then um, get my inheritance. Like Adam Sandler in that one movie, which was yeah. Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison? No, Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. He goes all the way back. He has to complete every year. And at the end, he gets his inheritance. I did not know that. But wasn't there also a movie with Chris, someone where he had to get married to get his inheritance? And I think Renee Zellweger might have been in it. I just remember like a bride. Cold Mountain. No, it wasn't (laughs) That's what it was. I'm thinking of a bride with tennis shoes, but it's not the runaway bride, which is a movie. Oh, it was like The Bachelor or something, right? Yes. Yes. Something like that. I think it might have been called that. Okay. Let's get it now. More serious matters. David Huntsberger, old sweaty Dave. <laughs> I'm less sweaty now. Sorry about How? my normal effervescent self. You know, I'm always all light and just like really, just like chipper all the time. I apologize yes. that I'm less so today. So tell us about your day. And then a tease, another tease. I talked to Justin Willman, professional magician, who David also knows, and I asked him about cards versus bar flare versus juggling. So I just want you guys to know I'm doing my research, and I'll, we'll get into that after. But David, tell me about your day. Tell us about your day. I had the worst day. I, um, and I, I came to find that the city of Los Angeles won't really rally around you in the way I thought they might, and that mm. um, uh, two, uh, two bicycles, which makes me sound like Richie Rich, but I were stolen from my garage. I built them uh, by, from scratch, basically. They were, I felt like they were paintings that were stolen. I knew every... I feel like if people were trying to sell the parts online, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's one of them. I know I took apart, like, bearings and re-greased inner parts of the hubs of wheels and things like that and different... Sp- every, every goddamn part. And someone came to our house in the middle of the day while I was gone, uh... And I don't know if it's they saw my car leave or it was just a nice coincidence for them that they went up and checked our gate, which I didn't lock. And it's, you know, in L.A., things are it's not like the podcast cabin where it's far away. Our garage is like right next to the house, which means they were right next to like inching by where I live, which is such a creepy thought. Yeah, it's Uh, violating. It's awful. And I didn't put it together. I was telling you guys before we started that they left their arrival bike which was a shitty little kid's bike parked in front of our house so when i came home i was like who put this kid's bike here (laughs) and then i thought maybe they gave it as a gift and then they certainly did and so i didn't go check the garage right away it was like 100 degrees so i went in the house and then this morning when i went out into the garage have you ever had something stolen where like your first reaction is to go oh where did i put i must have moved them 
two mm-hmm. giant bikes hanging on the wall takes up a large volume of space. And it, it took me a second, like peripherally to recognize like, hey, wait a second. And then be like, I must have moved them when I was painting that because I've been going in and out of there constantly and I have moved them. But every day I'm in and out like fixing stuff in that garage. It's been my go to during this pandemic. And then uh, they were not there. So I realized, oh, that person did not give us a kid's bike. They stole my two bikes. And in fact, one of the bikes, uh, it's such a long story and like how I got it and how I built it and everything. But a friend of mine was working at like a machine shop at the time and he made one of the parts. I drew out the dimensions to the millimeter and was like, could you make this? He's like, I'll make that. So it was a very custom handmade bike. And I hope whoever stole it eats well if they were starving to death and otherwise i hope they fucking die I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry that sucks was your garage door open uh it was unlocked which the cops asked too which makes you feel really weird of like was your gate locked and they go, no it was shut so it was closed but it was not locked how about your garage also shut but not locked they make you feel like well people are gonna steal your stuff as if like you did something wrong You should be allowed to have your things and not have them stolen from you if they're enclosed in a space that doesn't have to be like uh, dead bolted clothes. So, yeah, no, not that you were implying that, but um, no, I was I I was like, let's (laughs) let's retrace the steps and figure out how you fucked up and invited this into (laughs) your life. Um, No, I was just curious, like how whether they were just went into an open space that they could see from far away and lifted something or like they actively tried to, they actively opened these things. Yeah, they actively opened them. So it was a pretty daring sort of move on their part to, and our, our, I'm my, if you want a dog, mine is for sale now. (laughs) Failed. (laughs) I still, but he's he's trying to, I'd like to buy your dog. Okay. He's, he's he's really trying to, $50,000. Is that enough? Is that, I've never bought a dog before, so I have no idea what I should pay. So $50,000 is my opening. If I need to go, that's your opening. Well, it's going to be a little more than that's frankly a little insulting. I don't know okay. if I want to do okay. business that's with you. Fair. you I just don't know. Insult I wanna, me. Just tell me how much. I'll take my business elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, I will. I, uh, <laughs> if you were to double that, I think we could start talking. He he has all of his teeth. What a, so. what a week that would be. My two bikes got stolen and then my friend paid me $100,000 for my dog. And I still get to visit my dog, but I got $100,000 for it. So like the bikes I just forgot about because I got a hundred grand. I can buy a bike factory because of my friend who was so fucking dumb that she paid $100,000 for a dog. It still wouldn't. I'd, I mean, if I could see still my dog, mad. I guess that would soothe me. I'd still be mad. So, yeah. And he's really trying to redeem himself he's he's been like now getting up and growling at things to kind of show like he just missed one but uh i mean i'll still a hundred thousand i'd be silly not to so or this could be like the plot of a movie not unlike the ones we were talking about before oh kind of unlike it where wendy you've taken pity on dave and you want (laughs) to give him a hundred thousand dollars but you you know he has too much pride so you've devised a way to like purchase his dog you know oh i thought you were gonna say where i have to buy a dog for a hundred thousand dollars and then i get my inheritance that's even better because whoever left you the money feels like you are too 
closed off and isolated all alone in your shirt with thumb holes. You need to open up your heart to yeah. an animal. You but need I to have buy to dog. also earn a hundred thousand yeah. dollars first to buy a dog, and then yeah. I get my inheritance. Yeah, this is people the keep finding movie. you in these montage scenes. Like, get some sleep, go home, and you're like, I got to come up with this dog money. Yeah, and you're just running ragged. Yeah, yep. you're like dr- drawing on a, a piece of paper, and it's like. Dog money equals question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Like in um, that movie where the aliens could hear, they would attack people from the sound. What was that? Oh, quiet Place. Quiet Place. Where yeah. down in his lab, he has just written on a piece of paper, it's the sounds really loud. <laughs> like in case you weren't following the movie and the title is A Quiet Place, they have it written on a big, like right on wipe off board or piece of paper. Go back and watch. It's the funniest thing that's ever been in a movie. <laughs> Dave, that sucks. I feel so bad for you. No, especially Thank you. it's yeah. like so gross to know that someone who means you ill was in your space. One and then two, these bikes being so personal to you that just sucks. Um, yeah. It's also interesting that they just left their shitty bike there. I think. Yeah. I, I felt my, like in that my was fantasy. Like- it's like, but but then they can dust for prints. But obviously, no one does that really. They don't, right? They don't no. really try to get your stuff back the, or anything. The cops were nice and they showed like as much acting as they could to show they were interested and invested. The one guy was like, oh, I'm into bikes, man. I'll keep an eye out. And I was like, okay. Because he, he said every now and again people come across them. So I drove all around to these different like encampments and one of them had a ton of bikes outside. So I like put on my mask and walked past and was like looking into the tents and what were you going to do? Get my fucking bikes back. Okay. <laughs> what, even if I had to take some sort of hypodermic needle to the system, it was worth it to me. <laughs> and they didn't have my bikes. And uh, But he said, like, sometimes people will just go and be like, hey, that's my bike. Can I get it back? And the people were like, yeah, okay. They bypassed some other things. Like, there was a, a laptop sitting in there that they ignored. So he was like, they just know that bikes are value. And they just kind of hone in on just that, which <laughs> hopefully that was the case. Or it was someone that was in our space and saw the bikes and like, those are sweet bikes. I'm going to come back and get them on my little kid's bike. But leaving the little bike seemed like marking their territory or something. Like they wanted it to be known they were there in a weird way, which just felt so, felt so frustrating. And then I thought like, what if I got home and I didn't go right into the garage and that bike was there? What if they were in there when I got home and I just didn't check? Uh, I could have beaten him with a hammer or something. Guys, come on. (laughs) (laughs) No neighbors saw anything? No one has like a ring or anything like that? (sighs) My neighbors are not the coolest. One time um, my partner took them a package that had wrongly been delivered to us. And they were kind of diffident and sort of like, um, okay. Not (laughs) not even like a, a, oh, cool, would have been fine. Or a thank you obviously would have been okay. But just like a, ah, all right. And so I went and rang the bell. They didn't come out. I like ring, ring the bell on their fence, like not their house. Were they on a bike ride perhaps? Oh, if they were, they come back with two sweet bikes. <laughs> and, but I wrote them a note and put it in their mailbox to see if their, their camera might have picked up anything. But I don't expect to hear from them. It's going to be up to me and my sleuthing crime-solving abilities as to how I can find my bikes. Well, if anyone listening to this sees David's bikes. <laughs> yeah, what do they look like? What color are they? 
One's uh, like a dark blue with a yellow print. It's a Klein bike, which is similar to the one that was like in the back hallway of uh, a lot of Seinfeld episodes. So Klein's like pretty f- a rare frame. It has a yellow seat. It's a Pulse Comp. And the other one is a green Gary Fisher Huku Iku, which is a weird frame name. But if you look into the history of Gary Fisher as a company, they did a lot of that with their weird naming prior to being purchased by Trek. So they're both like just cool mid 90s mountain bikes, which is to me like the best geometry, the coolest to work on. Um, I could go on and on, but no one's going to find them. It's just awful. But worse things could have happened. So I guess that's just the world we live in. Maybe this is the universe telling you you're not going to have that much time to bike lately. That (laughs) sentence was weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the universe can go fuck itself. I've heard enough messages and things like that. I just, <laughs> I was in the hospital like a year or two ago. And I, the whole time I was just like, I don't need this. I don't take my health for granted. I don't need some <laughs> stupid lesson. Of like, you're going too fast, kid. So this bike one is similar. I just lock my gate, trust no one at all times. That's that's what I've learned. Sorry again to be so sour. It's <laughs> just, okay. It's understandable. I'm furious at these guys. Um, but yeah, I, you're right. I am going to have more pressing concerns coming forward. We're having a child in like less than a month, like two or three Yay. weeks. So yeah. thank you. And now I can't show them when they get of age, this cool bike that I built. So that was like a thing I was thinking after the fact, like, you know what? It's just things. I built them once. I can just build them again. So I'll just build new bikes and then always tell the tale of the one that got away. And this is why we lock everything. This is why we trust no one. This is why we're real shifty-eyed. It's just, <laughs> I think it's only going to make me a worse person. I'm going to see someone at an encampment that has like a bike outside, and I'll be like, eh, eh. and I don't want to do that. I want to think the other way of like volunteering at schools so education is better and that people don't fall into drugs and don't steal bikes. But I think I'm just going to go the other direction and just buy more deadbolts. Let's go back to this baby that you're having. <laughs> yes. uh, your lady is due in in a month, you said? Yeah, like t- two and a half weeks. We're at full term, so it could wow. be any time. How are you feeling? This is very exciting. Now, you're not announcing the gender. You know the gender, but you're not announcing it, right? Right. And uh, the other day we went out, one of the few times we've been in public and we were walking very distance with masks and just a classic, you could not have, you could not have cast her better in a movie sitting um, outside like a coffee shop or a yogurt shop with her husband, little round table hugged up against the wall of the building. We're walking by. She goes, oh, when's your baby due? And then Emily Rose goes, oh, um, September 3rd. And then she goes, oh, that's great. Do you know if you're having a boy or girl? And then we're just out in public. So rather than have a long discussion, she goes, no, we don't. Oh, going to be surprised. We're kind of doing that walk away of like, we're moving. We're continuing to move. And then the lady's kind of like, oh, well, enjoy it. Have fun. And we're like, oh, thanks a lot. We leave, go do our thing. We're walking back. The lady stops again and goes, I know you don't know that, but do you have some names in mind? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we're kind of like, um, yeah, I think we maybe have some ideas for either one. And she goes, can you share them? Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, yeah, so again, she goes, yeah, you know, we're kind of keeping that also private. And the lady goes, 
but we don't even know you. <laughs> and it it was so hard for me not to be like, exactly. <laughs> what is this? What are you doing? That's so that was, it was so nuts, but it was so nice to walk away from it in a way it felt like a message from the quarantine. Like it's been nice to be indoors avoiding these weirdos. Hasn't it? I think we, uh, we may have a suspect in the, uh, bike theft. <laughs> I Someone did, did not like motive. the way that you did not want to give up the names and was like, uh, I don't feel great about this. And I'm going to yeah. go get those bikes. <laughs> She's also well, persistent then that she caught you coming and going. Right. I mean, it was so. a tiny window. So for her to follow us and look with binoculars and be like, the car's leaving. Get out the little bike. Here we go. Yeah. And they even had the, the little bike. They dirtied up the grips of the little bike like a crackhead would that just has filthy hands and rides around on white grips and just soils them disgustingly, like just oiled in how gross the grips are. So she I feel really like did you her have homework. a really negative feeling about crackheads. Yeah, well, it's the system. We we provide a system where we say, like, you know, try your best in school or you're going to fall through the cracks. What they don't teach most kids is the whole goddamn world is made out of cracks. And then we just hire more police and we just have them surrounding all the cracks and only the ultra wealthy live up on these pillars, avoiding the cracks. And then they close off the portals for us to escape out of them. I've become very negative about our system. Just since the bikes or before? <laughs> I'd never thought about it prior to today. And now I'm just reading a lot of Noam Chomsky and I'm furious and I've developed a different worldview. No. But anyway, <laughs> we're excited for our baby. Um, I, I put, I've put much less work into this baby in the same way that I did the bikes. Although the garage, a lot of that was <laughs> providing protection for the child. So the getting rid of wood that had rot in it. So there's no mold building stuff. So we have more space to store stuff because we don't have the most space to begin with. So I've really compartmentalized things and it's just been exhausting. And then to come in and find the universe uh, repaying me that way uh, was not was not my favorite, but yeah, I feel like we're building a nest and um, we're prepared and excited and all that stuff. How has it been going to medical appointments during this pandemic? So we did some uh, Zoom birthing classes and we did a uh, Zoom like infant class and those were helpful. And, and I feel like the people there were maybe more into it just that it's so uncertain right now with COVID stuff. And luckily, like we've gotten to know more as it's gone along. But in the beginning, I, was, I didn't get to go to a number of the appointments. So I, people not wearing masks are just so fucking frustrating on every level in that like, you don't want to get it. Don't go out. And people that have cancer have to go out and get stuff. People that have babies at home. And most of those no mask idiots are pro-life. So get your fucking priorities at least all gathered in one side, you fucking morons. <laughs> so me being out there with – sorry for the <laughs> irrational okay. I like today. Edgy David. So <laughs> edgy. So, it's just too much with this pandemic and now stealing my bikes. Uh, and I didn't get to go to some of the appointments. And then, But our doctor's really cool and they were great. And they were throughout just kind of like, um, you know, we'll come in, but be quick about it. They, You know, some of them were, were like, you know, honestly, this appointment is just blood pressure. So just get a thing at home. And if it spikes above a certain level, then call me. So we didn't, ha- we only went kind of like once a month for a while. And now it's more like every week. But the hospital's good, you know, with like they take your temperature. Now they've just resorted to when you walk in, they go, any symptoms? And you just shake your head and they go, get in here. 
So it's a little lax, but I feel mm-hmm. like everyone does a good job with their masks and stuff. So it's been but, stressful, but everyone has stuff they're dealing with through this. So I, I don't feel like anyone can really complain. You know, there are people probably listening right now like, I'm single and it's the worst. I get no hugs. You're like, got it. Mine's also has some challenges. So I think we all have that. But now, correct me if you're wrong. When you say you're building a nest, you mean you're building like a like a room size nest, right? Because you guys are doing, I think you told me this, a bird Right where it's I where you, you dress photos. as a big bird, right? When she goes into labor, you don don your bird costume. I can't believe and you're she pretending. gets in the bird thing nest. Is that right? Do she, I have she it right? She doesn't get in the bird thing nest. Okay, she's nestle. She nestles in the nest. She nestles in the nest. She I guess nestles. it's like those words are so similar. I didn't They're so remember. similar. Yeah. So she. It's technically your called partner a nestle. is going to nest nestle into the nest, and you it's put on the big nestle. bird outfit at that point, though not till she's in labor. Well, we've just debated on that because I want to wear it underneath so I don't have to go change. But it's I, so I, cumbersome. I've seen it. That thing must weigh 180 pounds. Well, that's what I don't like, that you're pretending like you don't know every minor detail of <laughs> I how mean, I built well, the nest. I, for the listeners, I yeah, want them you. to go on the journey. Okay. All right. It of what like a bird thing is. No, yeah. no. I'm very into it. I've really enjoyed yeah, but I don't know anything with about your, with your Pinterest. So I bought into this company called Nestle, and you <laughs> just pick up things around your house, things that smell like your neighborhood, that remind friends can bring stuff by. So I had some friends that were like, this is the stuffing from my sweatshirt. I'd love you. <laughs> I put that in there. But you have to put it in using your mouth. You know, you get your saliva mixed in, and you kind of like, that part is mm-hmm. hard, pushing it like with your nose and stuff. Into a into nest a little, shape. Into the forming the nest is brutally mm. difficult for so long. It was just piles of feathers and things <laughs> that would sticks, waft right? around. I remember we and dropped some off sticks. some sticks for you. And that was very, that helped create the structure, which is necessary. They don't tell you this and the company's still being kind of formed, but you got to get that structure worked out. Then you start putting feathers and things like that in there. <laughs> But it's going to be great. They're going to maybe let me roll it and wheel it into the hospital so that we could have it there. <laughs> right. And then we'll bring it home also. And no one's allowed to talk unless they're making a bird sound, right? You, it's the baby is born into a bird world. Is that right? <laughs> like, you so can, the doctor just... No. You have to be repetitive. <laughs> you have to be repetitive in like, you could be like, a, who's there? Who's there? Oh, so <laughs> you could do parrot sounds, which allows you them could to do. speak somewhat. Somewhat. And you could be like, so a parakeet or something like that that might know a word or mm-hmm. they could do that. <laughs> so you're, you're just communicating. It, the idea is that birds communicate, but they do it with minimal vocabulary. Right. And so we don't want to overwhelm a child right away with a lot of like, hey, little person, how are you? You're doing great. Happy to see the world. It's just a lot of like, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they're thrilled. They know what that means. They know that's love. Yeah. Yeah. So you, oh, go ahead, Wendy. No, 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 please. You wear a 180 pound bird costume, which you want to put on under your clothes so you can quickly be in your bird outfit. What does Emily Rose wear? Well, she wants to wear kind of like a plucked kind of vibe. (laughs) So it's just like a nude, nude, correct? Yeah. Perfect. it, it Couldn't adds be more perfect. To, <laughs> no, it's not. It's nice. <laughs> it gives you these weird elbows, and that's meant to when you're 
going into your different laboring positions, you can pivot a little better. And that's pretty good. But it also pins the thumbs in near the breasts. And mm-hmm. so when, when you walk in a nude, you do have to kind of waddle. A nude or a nude? A nude. A nude bird. <laughs> She'll be a nude yeah. bird. I mean, I wish... I remember when I was in labor with my first, and it was, you know, a decade ago, so there wasn't such a thing yet as a bird thing. I remember longing to be dressed as a new bird. <laughs> were you your know? elbows just wiped out after They were just a Kimbo, and that's not what you want. You want them pinned in. You want to be yeah. in, like... Yeah. You want to be constricted. And basically, a very thick pantyhose is yeah. what you want on your body at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, a thick pantyhose and to feel plucked. And yeah. for your partner to be dressed as a large, terrifying bird. <laughs> well, it's been nice. That's what you with want. The, yeah. When it's you're in labor. labor. When it's you're your in labor. instincts. Yeah, your biology kicks in. It's it what you want. It kicks in. That is what yeah. you want, for sure. Right. Yeah, no one's disagreeing here. That's no, no. Why we're all, we like, preaching to the choir here. Yeah. 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 Even, I'm a little frustrated that because we've talked about it a number of times and neither of you recommended it. You just kind of said, like, keep us posted how it goes. You weren't like, well, oh, you got to go think bird. I that doing a bird is like, I mean, like they say, like Alcoholics Anonymous is like a program of attraction. Like you don't recommend people yeah, attraction, to go to not it. promotion. Right. So you don't promote the bird bird thing style you could have dropped some hints though you could have asked like oh have you gotten your beaks yet little things like that or we're like what yeah because we do and the beaks are great especially now with mask culture i mean my beak mask is gonna be perfect it's Mm -hmm. gonna be perfect and she doesn't have to labor in her beak mask but she's chosen to and wants to do the first bit of feeding Mm. also from the beak from the beak Mm. As is Does she know where the food comes from? Because that won't, from the beak, will not, well, this might be where we part ways. Oh, really? Well, we're, this is a new thing. I I got, ooh, this might be too much, but I got no, some supplement. No, this will be perfect. <laughs> oh, I got some supplement that's supposed to have like bird proteins in it. And then I'm just going to drink a little bit of that into her mouth and then mm-hmm. she's going to transfer to the child mm. and everyone's been saying that is phenomenal for bone development early on mm. so there is this device called an sns it's like supplemental nursing system or something for people who are having trouble producing breast milk um and it's like this bottle that you put formula into and then it has these tubes that you tape to your nipples and then the baby suck like breastfeeds like they normally would. And by the way, yes, I am gripping my nipple, which no one can see, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, breastfeeds like normal, but they're actually taking the milk from this tiny tube that is taped to your nipple. And I forget where you put like the canteen of milk. I tried it. I paid money for it. It was so it was such a pain in the butt that I was just like, I can't, I'm just going to do just bottles is fine. Uh, But I feel like um, you could use something like this to get the milk into the beak. Yeah, that I do like that. I mean, I've always heard that called a switcheroo, that (laughs) device. Yes. And we've talked about using a switcheroo, but and one thing we were looking into is the incubation and her getting in the nestle and really like, you know, how do you incubate the baby the best with skin to skin and stuff like that? And there's obviously no, you don't want to be on top of the child, but 
really no. want to get her nestled in there kind of like a sideways cocoon. And then there's probably no room for me, but I kind of just like strut around the outside in a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, everyone will kind of know like this is our territory. <laughs> and they're going to love here. that at the hospital. They've already said that they want to have some staff come and take a look because they've never heard of it. And I thought, that's mm. great. We're they're just going to love know, it. It's just yeah. a very loosey-goosey situation when you're having the a hospital. Baby. Yeah, at the hospital. Yeah. It's just like really, yeah, real loose. Yeah, they're like, stay however, stay as long as you want, as long as you need to. Yeah, we Whatever. have one doctor that just kind of always does that like movie style pop-in where they're holding the door frame. Uh-huh. And then he always winks and like double knocks the door and goes, let me know if you need anything and leaves. I love that but we've, guy. He's great, but we've literally never heard a single valuable medical thing from him. It's always just like, let me know if you need anything. And I think he's going to be the person they're delivering. So that's a concern, but nah, um, it'll be I'm sure fine. he'll figure what it out. What you want to do is just play it by ear. You know, that's what I tell everybody. Don't make any plans. Just play it by yeah. ear. You know? That's what we've said. We yeah. both got that tattooed on our uh, trapezoid, trapezius. With oh, she got there. a tattoo recently? Yes, play it, play it by ear. When you're yeah. pregnant is the perfect time to get a tattoo. <laughs> it was That's a significant thing. discount. Yeah, well, we we had a you know firm boundaries for what we were willing to risk COVID for, and obviously that's a no brainer. Yeah, a pregnancy tattoo is definitely. Right. What I love is that someone listening to this, I guarantee you, will leave you a comment being like, "You shouldn't do the bird thing for the bird thing." <laughs> like nobody has less of a sense of humor than people talking about parenting. <laughs> It never fails. Someone will be like, no, don't do it. (laughs) Well, I think we're a weird balance in that way in that like I've been a comedian for so long and people having their – and I do recognize certain parts of it where people having babies, it suddenly became the biggest and only thing to them. Whereas I look at the world having seven and a half billion of us and being like, it's been done before. This isn't the biggest thing in the world. That doesn't diminish how excited I am or how much I'm looking forward to it, how prepared we are. But I also don't want to become one of those people where someone makes what is clearly a joke and I go, I would never. I just think that's such a weird thing that happens. But I guess it could happen. I don't know. I want to look out for it. I think you... I suspect you will be able to maintain your sense of humor throughout. <laughs> Thanks. I hope so. I watch, especially Michael Ian Black, whenever he makes any, like he recently made a joke about, um, like, I'm going to bastardize it, but it was something like the power, oh, great, the power came on. I just finished eating one of my children. Now the power comes on or something. And there were all these people. It was funny. So what I said was not exactly what he said, but there were all these people in his replies just being like, I don't even think that, I don't even begin to think that's funny. How could you make that joke? It's like, it's a joke. It's a joke. Come on, you guys. Um, listen, this whole bird plan and everything you've gone through sounds exhausting. Thank God you can get a super comfortable mattress and also pillow. Throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses and sure, they all look alike. The same goes for pillows, but peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see they aren't all created equal. And that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And I have these samples of the purple grid, which Elliot has taken, and he likes to play with them, and they're so cool. And I even sent Daniel into the house to find them, but 
Elliot has absconded with them. So you'll just have to take my word for it. It's very cool. This cutting edge technology doesn't stop with the mattress. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow. So you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. You can try every purple product risk-free with shipping and returns. And purple has financing available for as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Um, yeah, it's just, it's the, the air pocket channels or they call them air channels, not air pocket channels. Um, the open air channels are, are so cool, like literally, but also figuratively experience the purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash best friend 10 and use promo code best friend 10 for a limited time. You'll get 10% off any order of 200 or more. That's purple.com slash best friend 10 promo code best friend 10 for 10% off any order of 200 or more terms apply. Okay. And we're back. back. So as mentioned before, I had Justin Willman, magician and Food Network host, uh, on my podcast. That whole episode, I'm now putting my Monday, the full video of my Monday episodes up on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, this full episode, Thursday episode, still on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. But anyway, Patreon. Thank you. Naturally, given that he's a magician, I had to ask him about something which has been at the forefront of my mind ever since I last had you guys on. It's come up on almost every episode I've done. I've been getting a lot of opinions. And the question, just to refresh everyone's memory real fast, I said, I want to be able to do fancy shuffling. I think that would be so cool. Like like accordioning the cards and stuff. And then Wendy was like, cool, excuse me. I'm like, yeah, I think it'd be cool. And then you said that if you came to my house and we were talking and I you know, suddenly did some fancy shuffling. <laughs> the next time you ran into someone who knows both of us, you'd have to pull them aside and be like, can we talk about Allison? <laughs> I have to tell you what just happened. Like what's going on with her? <laughs> Which I, I appreciate. I took a drink right when you started talking about that. That was a real struggle. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I still, nothing's going to shake me from my belief that cool card stuff, which Justin Willman told me is called cardistry. Like you're a card oh, artist. That's terrible. But yeah. It kind <laughs> that of makes it worse. Oh, I almost, I almost hung up the zoom. <laughs> I want to be a cartiste and no one's going to stop me from no. my, David's having his child in a nest. I want to be a card artist. Anyway. So I, uh, oh yeah, and then this turned, because then it came out that David, you once, what did you do? Take your shirt off and juggled while you were on a work break or something? <laughs> yeah, in an alley. <laughs> in an alley. Why, why did but your shirt come off? I learned to juggle. Let's take that away from me. I was trying to double, uh, you know, multitask and get tan while also picking up a life skill. <laughs> I forgot that getting tan was part of it. Okay, so... <laughs> You j- so then the question was you go to someone's house for coffee so it's you know late morning yeah you're in their kitchen hanging out and suddenly they're doing stuff with a deck of cards a suddenly they're juggling fruit b or suddenly they're doing bar flare right. and which is the weirdest and we all had strong opinions um and anyone who feels like cards is the weirdest is wrong and that was Wendy and Tony yeah and my husband Daniel, who got drawn into this, we're not. So wrong, I asked. Though. I asked Justin. This is going to be disappointing because he was like, "It all has to do 
with context. And I was kind of like, well, I didn't say this, but I was thinking, but the whole point is that there is no context. Because he was like, if you're going to, you know, do a card, like he said some obvious, I, he is great. I love him. But he's like, if you're going to, you know, if you're playing cards, then it's cool if they're suddenly doing that. If you're, if they're making you a smoothie. But he felt that bar flair was probably the weirdest. He's wrong. Which I completely I agree. agree. With. Yeah. No. I see you're holding strong. It's good to know you have integrity. What about even when you're this? wrong? Because I know uh, we had. First of all, what, the fact that it's morning in this scenario is even worse. Like, <laughs> to have to deal with this in the morning. Like, at least I, it's late at night. You can just go home and go to bed and be like, what the fuck was that? If it's morning, you have your whole day. Your day is ruined because you went to your friend's house for a nice coffee. And then they made you watch them shuffle and you got worried about them. And then you have no. the whole day ahead of you. It's they terrible. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't, and I'm going to use myself since it's me we're talking about in this hypothetical. Yes, I'm picturing this. I didn't make you watch. I was just. I am I going to run out? Keep my hands. I'm going to run out of your house. I I I see your point. I'm I'm worried about you at this point. I'm very worried. I'm staying because I don't know what what you're going to do next. I wasn't like, hey, Wendy, check this out. I just we were talking, and I did it. It's in the background. <laughs> I wasn't like, let me show you what I can do with some cards. That would be making you watch it. This was just like, oh, you surreptitiously check your phone. I surreptitiously accordion. That's card. so much worse. At least if you said, check this out, I learned some new shuffling tricks. Then I could just go like, oh, cool. And then afterwards, I'm like, well, she prefaced it with something. Like, I don't know why she's doing shuffling, but she said she was. I'm just talking to you. Would if I if I prefaced it, would you still tell our mutual friend about it? Maybe, but I mean, the, but to not announce it, it's like if we were talking right now on the Zoom, and I just reached in and like pulled out one of my teeth, and then just went on about my <laughs> business as if nothing had happened. You'd all be worried about me. Yeah, because well, that, of course, that's way different. That's There's violent. Wait, involved. Is, wait. Tony, are, Tony's still on my side. Shuffling at your house in the morning is weird, right? Well, I think that's weird, but I don't know that I would compare pulling a tooth out to be the same thing. Well, now I am. Justice served. There. Justice served. <laughs> Thank you, Judge too. Thaxton. <laughs> if, if she opens the drawer and she goes, ah, the kids keep playing with these cards and never putting them back in the case. She takes the cards out quickly, gathers them, and then goes, or does a swipe. And then kind of looks so at you like, cool. what's, it's, it's cool. There's nothing weird about that. It's mm-hmm. somewhat out of context. But again, she was gathering the cards and she said, oh, the kids have been putting them in this drawer unorganized. I think that validates it. Whereas if you do flared bar tricks, no matter any of, unless you're saying I've been taking a class of flare bartending and then you start doing it still, the person's going to be like, there's so many other things to do in the world. Why are you taking that class? Flare bar yeah. tricks, at least, though, is like something. It's a thing that has a purpose. Like shuffling. But you do or do, you do, or do not know how to do. Like, oh, I can't. I can't. I'm never going to budge from my position. <laughs> but I think what that you're also. fancy is also boring. It's boring. You know it's you cardistry. love it's and know how to do That's not a word. bar flare. <laughs> You know how to do, and you love bar flare. 
And that's been the little secret throughout this that you haven't revealed to anybody, <laughs> but you love bar flair, and yeah, you know how to do a little bit of it. I There's did nothing not wrong see with that. that. I but you haven't coming. said no. We just, no one guessed this. No one knew, like, that's why you were holding on to that horse so because close Because I was race. an extra in the Tom Cruise movie. Cocktail. <laughs> yeah, that one. Which I one was going to say the- bartender. I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> I literally couldn't remember what it was called. I might have there a problem. Are, I might have a there disease. Are no extras in that movie who do the flair. It's only the two dudes who do the I know, the but flare. if you're on set, we would be on set for 72, 76 hours at a time, no sleep. <laughs> You're yeah. going to pick some stuff up. So it stands to reason that if someone knew how to juggle or do cardistry, yes, cardistry, Thank they you. would have that same level of like, oh, it's this dumb thing I picked up, but it's kind of cool. The same way you revere your clear talent for uh, bar flip. When you guys say cardistry, I want you to know I literally feel nauseous. <laughs> like it really? It just, literally just makes me feel so upset to hear the word cardistry that I feel sick. What a Bloody Mary cheer you up. And then now picture me. I won't picture moves. you doing it because you're see, not doing it right. That's making I'm me not. See, I feel nauseated watching, <laughs> watching him twirl <laughs> bottles I, around his body. At least when somebody does that, then at the end, like you might get a nice cocktail. If somebody shuffles cards in the morning with you, what are you getting out of that? Other than a moment of discomfort, nothing. You're not getting a drink. Yeah, and Dave, What's I feel co- like even your thing about uh, saying like the kids had the cards uh, a mess, and you're, then that's the excuse. Ugh. I feel I, I I partially agree, but I think in the back of my mind there would be part of me that's like, is that really what happened, or did she just say <laughs> that so she can do this in front of me? Yeah, honestly, well, it feels like the unusual thing that like a Quentin Tarantino character does while they're like talking in the scene and they're like a dicey person and then like a door opens and they'd be keeping someone prisoner in their home. Like that's, <laughs> that's who's doing shuffling stuff. I hate Cause the I other things point. are skills. This is like a weird character affect is they like so, open a drawer and there's cars in there and they start shuffling and you, the normal person in the movie is like, what's going on? And then there's a sound and then behind the door and then the whole thing. You see where it goes from there. Well, so, you know, my original scenario was that we were going to cut cards to see who had to like sober drive somewhere or something. And then the, she fans them out. But that was poo poo, like that that was too forced of a scenario. I don't even remember this. I don't either. I think you're making it up. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen, back to the tape. Listen. Let's just listen to that entire episode now. It's yeah. my Mine. scenarios. It's my scenarios. And it's my show. Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) I have been waiting for a chance to pop off like this for the entire pandemic. Here we go. It's my show. It's my shuffling. And when I shuffle late morning while having coffee, I do it without an excuse. There's no, my kids, don't put them back in. Thank you. I see you nodding, David. I know you feel me. Yeah, I'm doing I just, these emoji hands up. But I don't, Allison, <laughs> you can do it, but I don't have life. to like it. You can do it. No one's oh. stopping you. The problem is where it intersects with me liking it. <laughs> yeah, yours, you and your judgment. You do whatever you want with your life. <laughs> Shut it up. up. <laughs> I just don't want to be any part of it anymore. <laughs> I don't know where my cards end and your derision begins. <sighs> 
Wait, which tricks do you know how to do, Wendy? Can you do the like flat palm spin or do you go up and like behind the back? Oh, hello. And catch it on your shoulder. <laughs> Most of mine are like, it be- I make the bottles disappear and reappear. <laughs> Is that like, do you have a quiver? Fit? You have a quiver on your back? I can't tell you how I do it. I Give learned it from insight. Tom Cruise. <sighs> All right. Wait. What's that called? Bottle yeah. Street? What? <laughs> Bottle called- Street? Bottle stream? <laughs> it's called bottling. <laughs> it's called bottling? That's yeah. such a missed opportunity. And so I see you spinning around your bottles and go, oh, are you bottling? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It just sounds like a regular word. I'm like cardistry, which makes me want to die. But I'm pouring <laughs> beer in and I'm capping bottles and virtually yeah. every brewery in the world goes, we're bottling we're beer here. We're just not show That's- offs. Oh, that's right it's subtle bar flare wait a minute though i'm sorry so what you your that your go-to is you make a bottle disappear because i've never seen that as part of bar flare or bottling i don't even want to participate in this bit you guys are just using us as a distraction from the real problem which Which is is what allison cannot do any fancy shuffling and yet all we do now is talk about she should it is it is She's not going to do it. She's never done it. Oh, my God. And yet she insists it's great. And I I can tell you as someone who's here every week, this has continued to come up in multiple episodes. Yeah. So I can sense it. Rosinating is the term that my friends Rob and Mike came up for years ago uh, to describe how I like like to pick apart, you know, like to tease out every, I can't, initially my understanding of it was that it was sort of a pejorative for overthinking something. And then years later, Mike was like, and he might've been bullshitting me, but he's like, no, it's like a celebration of thinking about something from every angle. But regardless, I have now, this is the intersection of rosinating and cardistry. Because <laughs> I am overthinking it. But David, I appreciate that you and I are the only ones who see the truth and the light. <laughs> If we can all just extend one another an olive branch, I don't want anyone doing any of these things in my presence. I think they're equally <laughs> bizarre. But if you could do any of them and you preference them, I would support you as a friend and say, well, that's pretty cool. You can do that thing. Thank you. <laughs> Wendy. Yes. How is work going? You know, it's fine. It's just, it's a lot of, um, you know, it's, we have to be in a lot of meetings during the day. And then, so I find that after I put the kids to bed at night, I have to start work again at like nine 30 or 10 and work till about midnight. But I really am not complaining because I have a job and it's, at least it's enjoyable work, you know, like what mm-hmm. if you had to do this, but you had to do like, I mean, what for me would not be enjoyable, like accounting, I would be miserable so you know it's like fun work it's like a lot of hours because we're doing it from home but um yeah it's okay good remind us when the great north airs january 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 Mm -hmm. and then jeff's show has that premiered yet central park is on apple yeah so if you have an apple tv you can watch it on that you can also like just Get it as like an app on your computer. You don't have to have that little box. You can get oh. like Apple TV on your computer. You can even get a free like two week trial, I think. And then you have to start paying. So you could watch them all if you wanted to. Uh, so 
I literally have to text my husband right now because one of my children is screaming so loudly for someone to come wipe his butt that it, I cannot oh. think about anything else. Yes, please He's do. clearly in the upstairs bathroom and Jeff can't hear him and it's just driving me around the bed. So I'm just yes. going to text him. Sorry. We will wait. Okay. No worries at you all. You guys. Oh my God. Tony, you, you guys have to keep that in. Yeah. Can you guys hear it? I can. I can't make out what he's saying, he's but I, going, I was. Tell me why. Oh. He's so oh. upset. Oh, that makes me sad. I might have to go do it. Okay. If I don't hear back within seconds. Ooh, will that be a first on the show? That someone has to leave be. to go wipe someone's yeah. butt? Yeah. Oh, this is now making me sad. Oh, don't worry. He's like- fine. He's like a goof. He probably thinks it's funny. I feel like I needed my mom's help wiping. Okay, I'm going. I can't okay. anymore. All right, okay. talk amongst yourselves. We will. I will <laughs> share with these honey. guys. Oh, I, f- I feel like I was still calling for my mom to help me until I was like nine. Like I was, nine. I really, not all the time. Like obviously, in, you know, I, I could handle it myself, but like if it was a, a situation, I do feel. And then I also remember... Uh, like leaning over and the blood rushing to my face. And did everyone just hear that ding- dingling? What? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Okay, first of all, did you hear my computer sound? No. No. Okay, good. Um, I remember sitting on the toilet and bending over for my mom to wipe me and like the blood rushing to my face because that was the position that... <laughs> isn't that how all kids get... Have I said too much? I don't, I can't say that I recall that. <laughs> Do you have no uh, memories of your of your parents wiping your butt? Well, I, I, you I like have a vague memory of that, but I don't remember blood rushing to my head. Well, maybe I really threw my body into bending. Yeah, over. you really were uh, serious. I about committed. It. Yeah, I committed. Wendy, how'd it go? He was laughing. Okay, what <laughs> so I was, was saying fine. was, I couldn't tell if it was desperate screams, but he's always in a good mood. This kid, so I was like, of course, he just thinks this is funny. Okay, <laughs> good. I was talking about having my mom wipe my butt, but I feel like we can move on. Tony, how is how's your your wait? I don't know that they know <laughs> that <laughs> that was quite a transition. It was. <laughs> I was going to say, how's your how's your life and your um, your happy relationship going? Uh, and then I was going to say that I don't know that Wendy and David know that you are dating someone. <gasps> in, oh, yeah. and oh. you found a quarantine romance. Yeah, through uh, wow. through, uh, through a dating app, and uh, wow. yeah, didn't know if that was even something I should even bother with during this time, and now I'm really glad that I did. Well, yeah, how'd you guys? Wor- oh, you probably already talked about how you worked out the socially distanced first dates and things like that. Yeah, we were just like talking a bunch for a while, just th- like texting and phone calls and stuff. And then uh, there was there's a bar uh, in Highland Park that just had like a couple of tables outside, very far apart, and hardly anyone there. So I threw that out as an option, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." So we did that. Had a good time. Decided we'd like to see each other more, and uh, yeah, we have been now, and it's been really good. And uh, update, I guess, for you then, Allison and, and everyone. Uh, we are we are officially calling it official right now, too. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Whoa! You got to play a sound effect before dropping a bomb like that. Well, if only we had one that would work for it. Tony Thaxton. So you 
officially have a girlfriend and she officially has a boyfriend and you're not dating anyone else. That's what this means? Yes, correct. Congratulations. Thank you. Look at you. Look at you, you serial monogamist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we're just, we're really enjoying each other a lot. And it's, it's well, been exciting. really good. It's made, uh, it's made this whole situation so much more tolerable. I do wonder how it's going for people who live alone. Yeah, because I think all of us. Yeah, I will say that while it's made it so much better, because I feel like I have things to look forward to now. But at the same time, I think now it also the alone time is almost worse in a way. I'm not. I wouldn't go that far because I still at least kind of have those things and like, oh, I'll see her this time or whatever. But. yeah, the 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 boring times feel even more boring now, though, I think. But hey, I'll take that. Did you, guys, did you have a conversation with her early about, like, here's my COVID philosophy, and this is how many people I'm seeing, and how, like, lockdown are, are you being, and all that? Yeah, we, we, uh, we talked about it. And plus, I think, I think that first time we hung out, too, I had literally went and got tested like that week i think and uh i just did again and so did she and uh yeah she's seen like a few people because she has kids and so like they've kind of have like a a small bubble of some people they're seeing here and there for the for the kids but uh yeah we know all this and we're we're being tested regularly and all that um it I know we have to end in a couple minutes, but I think we might have time for a quick TV time talk. And I call it that because I can't remember if it's called TV time or TV talk. It really changes back and forth. And I have not given Tony any notice about this. And now he has to go find the song. TV time. TV time. TV time. TV time. TV time. TV time. It is 6.56 p.m. in California, and it is 90 degrees, according to my phone. It is just balmy and steamy. I feel like it's actually hotter than 90. But anyway, that's, that was weather talk. This is TV talk. I want to tell you, Wendy, you recommended Unorthodox, and mm-hmm. I watched it. So good. It's good. It was it's like, really I feel good, like it was, right? Yeah, I feel like it was one of the best things I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I recommend that actress that. is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen her in anything else? No. But she's in another series that's on Netflix or something, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I need to go check that out. Um, also, did you guys watch, did anyone watch Perry Mason? Mm-hmm. I only watched the first one. The first one was intense. Um. The main reason I have it is we don't, like I said, we don't have anything in our bedroom. So that means we don't have a TV. We used to like watch an hour of something for grownups at nighttime, um, but we don't have a TV up here. So my TV watching has fallen off a little bit until we decide to put a TV in here. Um, do you, how do you feel about that? Because a lot of people recommend not having a TV in their bedroom. I get it, but like sometimes I have to breastfeed the baby in the middle of the night, and I'm like, would really love to have that TV in here right now. So I'm kind of missing yeah. it. But what we've been doing is our oldest son too. Like we kind of let him stay up a little bit later, so we've been watching all the Marvel movies just 
like tons of them. There are so many. So we watch like an hour of that a night. So that's really all I've watched recently is all of Marvel, the entire Marvel catalog. <laughs> um, we are watching The Americans. Have you guys all seen that? that yeah, no. Top five shows of all time. One of yes, the that greatest, is keep- most underrated show in Agree. American history. It's just great. It's great. There's one season that's not as good. I can't remember if it's three or four. And every other season is a masterpiece. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, Tony, did you say you have watched it or no? No, I have not. I used to watch everything, and now I've watched nothing, I feel like. You should watch some stuff. Yeah. It's not all Mandalorian out there. Yeah. I love but the Mandalorian, though. The Mandalorian's really good. It's coming mm-hmm. back in October. Oh, is it October? I, October. I knew it was soon-ish, but I didn't know when. I did love the Mandalorian, and I'm not, I don't think I'm the target audience for that, but man, that little Yoda was so cute. Uh, also, Pen15 is coming back, which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah, that's I do. so I, good. I did watch that and love that. Yeah. Yeah. But. So the Americans, we watched the first season originally uh, when it aired, and then we jumped in with season two. We had no recollection of what happened in, in the seven years in between. We refused to go back and rewatch it, so it was really confusing and not good. And then I went and read the recaps, and now we're on season three. And, like, season three I don't think is the one you're thinking of as a bad one because I'm enjoying season three a lot. Like, it's all of a sudden become a show that I just want to binge. Whereas yeah. Whereas... The beginning, it was like, it's dense and you have to pay attention. And I like um, shows where I can just be on Twitter at the same time. This is not one of them, but it's become one of them because now I'm emotionally invested and I don't have to like uh, try to recall things as I watch. Yeah. I'm just in it and enjoying it. It's great. Yeah. Um, this has been TV talk time. Does anyone else have anything about television they would like to add? Um, television. Uh, when they see us, do you guys see that? Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. man, it is. I recommend watching when they see us and then they don't offer it right after on Netflix. Like, uh, now that you watch this, watch this, but there's a, a follow up where Oprah interviews the exonerated five or maybe better known as the central park five. And so seeing them in present day is so fascinating. Uh, but the series, I think it's four, maybe five episodes. It's pretty great um so i recommend that and then alone if you haven't uh, oh i'm watching alone alone. that is the thing i'm watching Uh, right now i'm watching alone and i forgot i have seen i have uh, when they see us i have seen some of it too but again like we lost our tv basically (laughs) when we moved here so i haven't gone back to it um alone i'm just watching the season that's on netflix which is only season six and i'm halfway through it's the worst one it's the worst one oh so what you're getting pretty good it's still okay. Yeah, the, like they, the the seasons since have been bananas, and the one right now is in the Arctic. And, no, that's uh, the one I'm watching, the Arctic one. No, no, this one is they have to last a hundred days. They get a million dollars. Oh no, oh, I don't know so, which one I'm watching. I'm watching oh, season six, which is you're not the watching Canadian the Arctic. One. They do a lot of them there. Is there a guy that's chasing a moose in that mm-hmm. one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is a great. Uh, that's a great season. I was thinking of the one where they're in duos, where they're pairs. Oh no, I was going to say this one's pretty good. So yeah, that one's great. That one. If you watch them in order, they get progressively better as far as their survival skills. Mm. And I've realized I like television that involves people figuring shit out without YouTube or help. I just like people thinking and solving problems. So whether it's like Moonshiners or Mountain Men or Alone, I just like seeing people think. So alone is like, they have to film themselves 
and they're dropped off in the wilderness and they have like nothing, right? And they have to survive. Is that the premise? They have 10 things and you have to choose carefully which 10 things. Do you take a deck of cards, a bottle, (laughs) (laughs) and two oranges? Juggling skills, tanning tanning lotion, (laughs) a plier to pull your tooth out while people are looking at you. Yeah. And like a a robe for Tony in case Tony comes by. So he'll put something on. And some capri shorts, capri pants. Oh, yeah. You definitely oh, need your Capri Can pants. we not? <laughs> <laughs> so upsetting to me you guys, to remember that. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Uh, I love seeing your faces and hearing how you're doing. David, um, I loved hearing about your terrible day. <laughs> it bothers me that it's, I, it was considered content when I could have been out there beating the streets and finding my bikes. Um, so if anyone's taking great joy and like, that was fascinating to hear. I'm also mad at you. Retweet my tweet or something. Uh, help me out. If you took joy in me sharing my frustrating day, help me get those bikes or go volunteer and keep people off drugs. Do something positive to stop this from happening to other innocent citizens. Wait, are you mad at me for exploiting your pain? No, because I feel like this gets the word out there. And then maybe now I've described the bikes. Maybe someone will be driving along. See, one time I was doing a live show. A person was walking by outside, listening to uh, a podcast where I was referencing that show, looked up at the marquee, bought a ticket on the spot and came in. So you never know. Someone could be driving around right now listening to this and be like, oh, shit, that bike. Look, that is the bike. And That's then, his Klein Hakuna Muna. <laughs> yes. So please find my bike. Huku Iku and a, a Klein Pulse Comp. What but, if we um, suddenly noticed the bike in Tony's hallway? <laughs> like at the very end and then everything just yeah. went to static yeah his new girlfriend comes rolling in just nobody, like, ever, sees, nobody ever sees Tony again <laughs> just has the mics um, I meant to say uh, so David and Tig and Kyle Dunnigan of Professor Blastoff did a live stream called the official friends reunion Yeah, uh, and I bought a ticket to it and it was so funny and so good I enjoyed it so much. Thank thanks, you. Yeah, thanks again. I had no idea you were interested in that. I uh, I really um, appreciate that you watching the show because it was really oh. fun, and I loved that people could um, like comment along. Sorry, Most. that was me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, did, I didn't like that David was talking, so I wanted some attention, so I barked. You don't always have to bark. Just say, "Let I me just talk." Wanted some and- attention. I know, but the barking—it's just so—it's it's so unusual. Let me be me. It's- <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, anyway, I, I really appreciated that you wa- – and we're, I think we're going to do another one. Pre- um, theoretically, September 1st, we might do another one. So. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, so- those, are, those are fun. And people getting to like comment during it felt like people getting to kind of get back together in a weird way. It just felt nice to see that. And so – and I'm uh, – Tony, take this out if you can't answer it, but it was something you sort of referred to. Are you guys not allowed to use the Professor Blastoff name? We don't, we don't know yet. We, we just, to be safe, decided not to do anything that might. Um, mm. We'll see. But yeah, we're just doing it at, under like Tig, David, and Kyle for now, which takes kind of some of the fun away, you know? I thought it was fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just meant from like putting the ship back in the water or something. It'd be like the Eagles going out as Glenn Fry and 
all those guys, you know, like it, it just is a different thing. Glenn Frey and all those thing? guys. I kind of like that. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like that is kind of good. Especially like, who are the other guys. Joe Walsh. Is especially that one since guys? Glenn yeah. Frey's the one that's dead. So that's one. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, can't think of, I blanked on their names all of a sudden. I was like, wait, I know some Eagles. That was a bad. Glenn Frey. <laughs> and I thought and all those guys hitting the road. <laughs> Don Henley, right? Yeah. Don Henley. Yes. He also I invented thought- the Henley shirt. <laughs> yes, I love his collars. I love what he's done for collars. Yeah. So wait, why was Moose barking? Do we know? I think uh, I think sometimes like the only window she can ever really look out is in my bedroom, and I think she might have gotten on the bed and was looking out the window, and somebody probably went. She by heard how much a guard dog was going for and wanted to throw <laughs> a name in the ring. She really you like, know what? hardly ever barks. I'll give you $175,000 for that dog. Oh, my God. Mm. It's, it's a, a way deal. better deal because that, that one does bark and make a fuss. One hundred seventy five yeah. grand. You have to respond oh, wow. by midnight. Okay. All right. I mean, I feel, a, I feel pretty deal. safe what if I had to tell? So. What if I had to tell Jeff tonight that I had spent $275,000 to buy two dogs? <laughs> Sorry, I said it. So then I had to do it. No, I don't know where we're going to get the fucking money. I guess we'll sell the house, Jeff. Because <laughs> I fucking, I have to get the dogs now. I said I would. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. It's on a podcast. Everyone heard. You have to. I have to. I'm sorry about it. I'm sorry our kids can't go to school. <laughs> they can't go to college because they bought two dogs. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit insensitive if he's going to make it an issue. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to you accept know. your spouse for who they are. <laughs> yeah. And if they want to buy two dogs for $275,000, you just have to roll with it. Yeah. You said earlier you got to be yourself when, when David yeah. was asking why you had to bark. Otherwise, it's the patriarchy. If my husband That's will right. let me spend $275,000 <laughs> to buy two dogs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Susan B. Anthony wasn't pardoned, so you can't buy two dogs for $275,000. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys, this has been very fun. Please uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Listen to Childish. Subscribe to my YouTube. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, Wendy, what should where can we find you? What should we look for? You can find me on Twitter as, as at Wendy Molyneux. You have to figure out how to spell it. But there you go. <laughs> on Twitter. That's pretty much my only public facing profile. Um, David and I have another podcast called These Are Those Tapes you can listen to. It's an improvised podcast. We're working on some more to put up. And I think you can find those anywhere you would listen to a podcast and yeah. nowhere that you don't. Right. <laughs> like it's not just going to be like on your floor or like if you go on into your a wall. Macy's. Yeah. yeah it's not at Macy's. Like, nope. Not yet. No. Not yet. Like, probably not ever. You if go you go into through like a, the, Yeah. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, yeah, you go into any rack and pick any hanger. Oh, these are those tapes. Yeah. <laughs> for now, for now no. For, yeah, not if you're in a drive-through like getting food and you ask for them, they won't know what you're asking for. They're not right. there. Yeah. They're going to so, think you're silly. Yeah. But that's me. There I am. Oh, and you can follow. <laughs> oh, and watch Bob's Burgers. I work on that. And then in January, I'll remind you again before then. Okay, perfect. David? Uh, well, you know, obviously I'm uh, preoccupied with thinking about my bikes, but um, maybe that's a good time to share. I thought you were going to you... say baby, but 
<laughs> no. Uh, the baby is hanging out. It's right on track. It's doing great. I have no worries there. I feel everything is prepared and we're in a good spot. Um, whereas the bikes are out there alone and scared in the world. And I just worry about what could be happening to them if they're being disassembled right now. I can't even think about oh, that. God. Um, but secondary to that, if you have extra time, if you, if you find a way to volunteer, think in a clever way to somehow help people that are overwhelmed with educating their kids at home. Maybe you can do that. And I highly recommend, especially with whatever, everything going on with the post office, it's not the only way to vote. So workelections.com, you can sign up and help so that you're not stuck in line going, why is no one working here? We need help. Be one of the people. Get yourself there, wear a mask, be safe, but you can help make sure the voting process works smoothly and effectively wherever you are. So don't just nod your head and be like, that's a good idea. Look into it, workelections.com. We need all hands on deck, November 3rd, chip in. Wonderful. And Tony, you probably think I'm going to you, but I just realized, and I will go to you in a second, I completely forgot to say hello and welcome to the new patrons. This is the second week in a row I've forgotten what is going on. Welcome, Kate. I think that's Katie. Kate and Katie. It's Katie. Welcome, Katie, Maria, Dusty, April, Casey, Tara, Paige, Shanta, Jenny, and Maureen. Welcome. Tony Treon. Uh, I'm at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram. My podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. Uh, and I'd also like to open it up to the listeners just to see if anyone is interested in outbidding Wendy's $175,000 for Moose. Oh, wow. Just, you know, I want to I wanna explore the options. So open that up to the listener. I would love have it if midnight. somebody bid more. I would love it, honestly. Because I <laughs> feel a little, a little <laughs> pinned in here. I feel a little pinned in. Just if you could hold, help old Wendy out, that would be... Because <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get that together. But it's fine. Okay. You guys, I think it's Shonda, not Shanta. And this is what I get for writing in my own. I'm going to have to have Daniel, who has good penmanship, write these names or print something out because this is ridiculous. You guys deserve more than me not being able to read my own writing and mangling your names. So listen, if I messed up your name, I'll read it again. Okay. This has been delightful. David, I'm sorry about the bikes. I hope you find them. Everyone, find David's bikes. That'd be great. That's what you have to do. If Batman is listening, (laughs) go find those All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. 